Welcome to Stay Grounded with your host, me, Raj Jana. I'm the founder of Java Press Coffee Company, and my life changed after my mentor died with three months left until retirement. That experience inspired me to start a personal journey to discover how we can all live a purpose-driven and meaningful life starting today. I interview everyone from best-selling authors and business moguls to extreme athletes and monks to discuss happiness, success, and fulfillment to uncover powerful takeaways that empower you to stay grounded and make passionate living a reality. To access post-podcast discussions, insights, and further resources, visit rajjana.com forward slash stay grounded. So thanks for joining me today. Now, let's get to grinding. Yo, yo, what's up, everyone? And welcome to this week's episode of Stay Grounded. I hope you're all having a brilliant day so far. Another month, another reflection episode. Um, If you are new to Stay Grounded, welcome. These hour-long episodes with me are a monthly reflection practice that I do. So every single month, I take at least a few hours to look back on the month and just try and extract the lessons that I am personally taking away as I navigate what it means to live a fulfilling life. And boy, May, April, wow, we're in May right now, but April was one hell of a month and it was the last month of my 20s. And so there was just a lot of lessons that came from me sort of looking back on a decade of my life and the year 29 and how many tumultuous changes have happened with COVID and multiple deaths in the family and breakups and business changes and just personal evolution. And I just, I'm, I'm really grateful for Georgina, who is my message muse and somebody that I trust dearly to help navigate these conversations because, you know, I take so many notes, so many notes from the month about what's happening in all the different areas of my life. And I can usually see a common trend, but when we have our conversations together, there's something about the conversation, the back and forth, Georgina's curiosity that allows just a really beautiful emergence of a truth, of lessons, of universal principles that I can then take with me into the next month. And so these reflection episodes are just as beneficial for me as I am sure it is for all of you. And I'm just so grateful that I get to to be here and have these conversations and have all of you along for the ride. So Thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to share so much of my life with you. I get so many messages from all of you after these reflection episodes, and they just mean the world. So thank you for choosing yourself. Thank you for being a part of the Stay Grounded community and for allowing me to have conversations with others that allow myself to challenge what it means to stay grounded, because I think that word has definitely changed in meaning over the years. So Anyways, I'm excited for you guys to listen to this week's episode. If you haven't already, subscribe to us on iTunes or Spotify or any of the podcast apps. All that means is that every single time we release a new episode, it falls straight into your inbox. Send me a note on Instagram or leave us a review if the episode served you and if there was a big takeaway. Uh, it means the world to me. And just thank you for being on this journey of choosing yourself and choosing to explore different ways to live a fulfilling life. That is just one of the biggest gifts that I can have knowing that all of you are are leaning into the show as a way and an anchor to experience more. So I love you guys. And without further ado, here is the amazing Georgina and myself. Enjoy. Yo, yo, yo. What's up, everyone? And welcome to this week's episode of Stay Grounded. I hope you are all having a lovely day so far. 
I am so excited for my favorite conversation of the month. Welcome back, Georgina. Happy Barros. Great to be here. Ah, mm, another month. Another month. This one's special too, because I got to close out my 29th year and step into my 30s. So it's been a really interesting period of reflection for me. And it's also been a really interesting period of me realizing that you can't really skip steps. There's a natural progression to life. Like even though I'm young, I feel like I, in my mind, I was like, oh, I found these shortcuts. I can go around. I can go fast, fast, fast to where I wanted to get to success wise. But regardless, like I've been realizing more and more that the way the soul evolves is very different than the way human beings achieve. Even though I've experienced a lot of success in my life, there's so many lessons that I can only learn by being alive for a certain amount of time or by following a certain compass in my heart versus the one in my mind or learning to to lean in with vulnerability and allow myself to be seen. And there's just, it's been a really fascinating month for me to sort of dance between all of those those lessons and those identities and really get clear on who I am and what does keep me grounded and how I do find my footing inside of chaos and and what the real truth is inside my heart and really learning to operate from that space. And it's, it's been a full month, uh, <laughs> we'll say. And I'm just grateful. I'm really grateful for our time together today because every time we have these conversations at the months and I have an opportunity to really sink into the lesson that I get to take with me, even though I do the monthly reflection in my journals, like there's something about talking about this out loud that allows the true lesson of the moment to be the thing that guides the way. So I'm just super excited. Thank you so much for being here as always. You're welcome. And I think that's even that's just a beautiful thing to kind of emphasize. There's, there is real power in reflection and there's real power in finding these different ways to reflect, whether that's in your journal, whether that is through conversation with people. It, this can open up more insight for you. So it's, it's, it's really good to, to highlight those different options, those different methods. And I think, you know, reflection as a practice, I, I think a lot about over the years of what staying grounded is sort of meant to me, right? The idea of staying grounded, like, what does it even mean? Like in the beginning, when we first started the podcast, it was really about the rituals and the things you could lean into. Like the idea of staying grounded was, you know, how do you, how do you, how do you stay connected? And over time, I have realized that the more I look back on my life, the more dots I can connect and the more I can connect the dots in my life and look at that part of my life. Like, like there's certain things you can only realize with time. It's one of those things. Like if you're going through a really crappy experience in the moment, like in the moment, it's really hard to find gratitude. It's really hard to know that this is all happening for you. But with time and a consistent practice of reflection, you can like, that's what allows you to actually connect those dots. Like, oh my God, that one thing that happened two years ago, it was the worst thing in the world. And I wouldn't be able to be the person I am today without that experience. I wouldn't be able to have the conversations I'm having today without that experience. I wouldn't be able to, to, I wouldn't be in the position I'm in, the opportunity I'm in, the job I'm in. I wouldn't have had this door open, this thing closed. Like the more you, the more I personally lean on reflection the more I learn to trust in the unfolding of events as opposed to the happening of events, which I think is a very different, there's a distinction in both. Because when you can trust in the unfolding, 
you know that even every hardship you're experiencing is just, it hasn't, it's, it's only a hardship because it hasn't fully blossomed into the blessing yet. And that's what reflection has helped me experience over time. It's because right now there are challenges I'm facing in business. There are ups and downs that are happening with just the way the year has come in the last year with COVID. I mean, there's been so many needs to navigate and go, go left and right and really, you know, pivot. And it's, it's been one of the biggest blessings for me to have the perspective of unfolding and the, the wisdom to know that the story's not done yet. Like it's, it's all happening. And as long as I have my breath and as long as we, like I have this perspective, just doing my best every single day is all I can really, that's the only thing I can control. It's the only thing that's in my power, the way I show up in the present moment. I love that. That's such a powerful reflection. And I love this idea that almost the soul has got a different time scale to like the human and how we have to navigate those. You said something really interesting. You said about how everything happens for us. I would love, can you dive into what you mean by that? And why is that such an important philosophy for you? It's a choice to believe that. I, I, will, I will say this, because the opposite of that is you believing that everything happens to you. And that's a very disempowering way to live. Like if you believe that everything is happening to you, that someone screws you over, or like if you have that mindset, it becomes very difficult for you to take ownership and very difficult for you to actually create the habit changes, the mindset changes, the the physical changes that are necessary in order for you to truly actually navigate the challenges of life. Because, you know, I, I used to think that only like even if you believe in karma and the idea of karma, right, like good and bad. What does that even mean? There's this idea that if you just do everything right and you do everything good, that you will be treated fairly. Well, that's not true. I mean, my first experience of that being debunked was my, my mentor of 37 years at the same company dying of a heart attack three months before his retirement date. He did everything right. He did everything by the books, everything he was told, everything he did. And the, the finish line was still robbed from him. So this idea that, you know, Everything happens to us just doesn't allow you to actually navigate life with grace. It doesn't allow you to actually to, to stop looking at right and wrong and just come back to the compass in your heart and operate from that space of like, okay, like if I believe that everything is happening for me, then even this awful thing that's showing up has a blessing in it. That's power. That's strength. That allows you to then look at the other things in your life and say, and it, and it allows you to experience the different joys of life without necessarily needing to shut everything down, right? Like I know so many people who once they go into a negative space in one area of life, they start to sabotage every other part of their lives too. And I've been navigating this like just over the years, like if one area of life is going well, well, if you truly believe that everything is happening for you, and another area of life is not going well, it allows you to find the blessings in the thing that is going well and use that as strength to then push through in the other aspects. And so to me, the idea of everything happening for you is truly a belief and it is a choice and it is one that we all can make or not make. It's up to us. But to me, it has been the most empowering belief that has allowed me to dance with the divine, dance with the universe, dance with dance with life. And I think that's the best way I've been able to do it. It's, it is truly a choice, but you don't have to believe that. But for me, it has taken me out of that victim mindset and put me into that. Okay. 
Like I can do things now. I can dance now. I can make better choices now. I can keep moving forward and continue evolving in a direction that is that is perfect for me. So I can I can see the value of adopting that belief. I can see how that would give you power and more control over your life because if you believe it's happening for you, then you're going to look for the lesson or the opportunity or the blessing, as you said. Yeah. So what I'm curious to know is how did you go about cultivating that kind of mindset for yourself? And how can other people do it if that's what they choose? Reflection. And it's paying attention. Like I had an experience last month where I had to ask my dad for help in, in a way that I've never had to ask him for help before. And it was really scary for me to do that. It was really vulnerable for me to do that. And I didn't know, I was like, why is this happening? I, I didn't know, I didn't know, I didn't know. Later in the month, me and my father had dinner together and he ended up opening up about one of the most vulnerable experiences he's ever had in his life. And we had a moment where I got to connect with my father in a way that I've never connected. And now I'm closer to him than I've ever been in my life. And that's one example. That's one example of how the soul evolves. Like if you try to comprehend what's happening in the moment without just surrendering from a place of power and strength to the fact that you don't have all the pieces yet. And maybe the puzzle you're trying to put together, you're trying to put together a puzzle that you don't have all the pieces to yet. And when you can surrender to that, and it's a practice of just believing that, Hey, like this feels like the right thing to do in this moment. It's the scariest thing for me to do in this moment. And that means that it's where I need to pay attention. Like to me, fear has always been that North star. And so the practice of things happening for you has been when I'm afraid, lean into it, do it, say it, express it, experience it, and show myself later through the habit of reflection that everything is happening for me. Because when you can feel the fear and then later on find the data point that shows you, wow, that thing that you hated in that moment, that thing that was absolutely terrifying, that thing that you felt like was rock bottom actually was the turning point for your career and life and love and whatever you want to experience. That then becomes the anchor because the more you can show yourself that, the more confidence you build in the fact that that is what's happening. Because we are meaning-making machines. That's what makes human beings so brilliant, right? So we can create the meaning. We can choose the meaning, the belief that things happen to us or for us. And you can find data points to, to support both. In reflection, you can also find the data points that everything's happening to you. Like that's recognizing the pattern. Right? If you think that you are really bad at relationships or you're really bad, your mind is going to look for reasons and data points to support that belief. If you choose the opposite, your mind is going to find the opposite. And that's why I think gratitude has been such an important practice for me over the years, because when I choose to be grateful, I can't be a victim. Like I can only see how things are happening for me. Like I can choose to be grateful for anything and see how that has led to more blessings in my life. And so it's so important for us to realize that we are a pattern. We are meaning making machines. We recognize patterns. And when we can, when you have the belief that everything's happening for you, your habits, your actions, the tools like reflection and facing your fears and everything, then allowing yourself to be seen, have tough conversations, all then lead to you reinforcing the belief that everything's happening for you. That's a beautiful answer. And so you, t you were talking on there as well about this notion of 
following the fear and almost surrendering to the difficult choices, the things that using fear as this compass. And if knowing that at some point it's going to deliver the blessing. So it feels to me there's an element of faith here. I'm really curious to know how the belief that everything is happening for you when you can't see the next steps necessarily, how is that, how does that help you cultivate faith in something bigger, in in your soul, in in divine guidance, however you want to phrase it? You know, I don't know if we really have a choice. Like, again, this is back to how do you want to live your life? When things get hard for me, like in the last year, like 29 was one of the hardest years of my life. Like really, truly like break up the, the multiple debts in the family, the business shuffles, COVID, so many ups and downs in the last year without me really knowing what's next or how things are going to unfold or things that are out of my control, multiple people. To me, in all of that, like if I was in my mind and if I, had, if I kept asking the question, why is this happening to me? You know, it's a really dark place to live. It is like, it's hard. Like it's a really hard place to live and, and it doesn't feel good. And I, I think the choice is how much do you love yourself? You know, the more I begin to love myself, the more I choose to believe that God, universe, you know, whatever higher power I believe in wouldn't be giving me these difficulties if she didn't believe that I had something special in me, that if she didn't see something in me that I can't see yet, like there's something. And, I, and I, so I, I think when I truly lean into that, and I really, truly, I read this quote a while back. It's like, you know, the universe wouldn't throw you into the wolf pen unless she believed that you had a wolf inside of you as well. That saying has always struck me as just this, that is the ultimate thing that keeps me grounded. It's this, this faith in my soul having a greater purpose, a greater mission, a greater experience than I can comprehend and believing and, and, and finding my sense of self in that idea and that story has, has been the thing that's allowed me to keep on experiencing life fully. And it's, and it's allowed me to expand in directions. Like I've had to ask for more help in the last month than I think I ever have in my life. And I've had to be vulnerable with people and, and, and in relationship and in friends and like intimacy. I mean, like you name it, like it's so scary and it's, it's, it's the thing that matters most. On that, why was it scary for you to ask for help? And what did you learn about yourself through that process? I think it's scary to ask for help because our inner children and, and it all comes back to your inner child. My inner child, or all of our inner children want to get love and approval from parents, from family, right? Like that's really how we're all grown, whether it's our mom and our dad. And like, and it's to no fault of theirs. It's just the way that our inner children make meaning of experiences. And I grew up in a traditional Indian household. No matter how progressive my parents are, there was always this like success was a very important metric getting the big, good grades, being successful, making the money, having the resources, like that was always big. So when I have, you know, business opportunities that don't work out the way I want them to, when opportunities are slower than normal, when the projects are delayed and, you know, and, and I, and I don't look 
and I, and I need to ask friends for support, whether it's to solve a problem or to, when I, when I have to look weak in my mind, that simulates me not being good enough, me not being a great entrepreneur, me not being successful, which then in my inner child's mind correlates to me not getting love and me not being safe. So I think for me, it was just this difficult piece of like, I've always had a very difficult time asking particularly men for help. Like it's one thing for ask the women in my life to hold space for me or to like, you know, hold, but like with men, it's always been difficult for me to like put my ego down and my guard down and be like, dude, I'm really struggling right now. Like, this is really hard. And like allow them to support me and hold space for me. Because I think men in society have just had this like kind of macho ego sort of like layer out. And it's not rational. It's not, but that's the point, I think. It's realizing it's not rational by exposing it, by asking for, for feeling afraid to look weak or look like you're, you don't have it figured out or look like you are figuring it out, look like a beginner and like allowing yourself to find your sense of self in who you are versus that idea and that version of who you need to be. And that's one of the biggest things I'm really leaving behind in my 20s is the need to be seen as a version of Raj, the, the successful Raj, the, the Raj that has all the answers. The, for me, the practice of asking for help or allowing myself to be supported by my friends and family in the most authentic ways that I need to be supported by them has truly opened up the doors for, um, for me to learn to love myself in the deepest ways. Like I love myself. And I know that asking for help doesn't make me a weak human being. In fact, asking for help is one of the bravest things anyone can do. And it allows the other person to feel so good. And it heals an aspect of their ego. Because when they see you asking for help, they're then inspired to go ask for help. They're inspired to let their guard down. They're inspired to hold the space. And it's just this beautiful energetic sort of gift that we can give the people in our lives when we allow them to support us and we can authentically support them the way we can, not the way we're supposed to. And I think that's really the biggest gift. Like it's, and I think we've talked about this on previous reflections. It's the idea of allowing yourself to be seen, right? It's allowing yourself to be seen fully in all of it, the good, the bad, the strength, the perceived weakness, because there is no right or wrong. There's just you. And there's the fullness of you. And when you can be in that heart space and allow everything to be seen and experienced by the people around you, like you truly are then operating from a, a place of love and acceptance and gratitude and, and expansion. And I think that that goes back to this idea of, you know, everything is happening for us. And even the people that show up in our life, the people that want to help us, the people that are magically just serendipitously set down by angels, they're all here to love and support and hold space for our highest evolution, not achievement, our soul's evolution. And that's the perfection of life. Like I've just learned to appreciate the perfection through my reflection practices, through just paying attention. You know, that, wow, this person showed up in my life for a reason, like, or a season or a lifetime. And reflection has allowed me to truly recognize that and be present to it and make choices from that space, knowing that truth. So it sounds like this month has been this space of allowing yourself to be supported and seen by other people. I'm curious to know, who have you seen yourself to be in that space? What, what new things about you have bubbled up? 
as a result of stepping into a different container than potentially you would you would have been in before. Yeah, one of the things I've been really learning to distinguish between is really keeping my sense of self, detaching it from the choices I make. So like, it's really interesting, like even the idea of being Indian, right? Like that is a part of my identity. The choices I make as an Indian male or even a male, like I identify as a male. Like if I show weakness, does that make me more of a man or less of a man? There's like, I think in the past, I used to attach my sense of self to the choices I made that said what that, that made me mean that meant something about my identity. Now I've stopped and I've sort of stepped away from that and started operating from what feels true in the moment. The best way this was explained to me was like the idea of a good and a bad child. If a child is starving, hungry, doesn't have family to feed it, feed him or her, and goes to a store and steals a loaf of bread, is the child right or wrong? Is the child good or bad? Depending on which way you look at it, to the store owner, he sees the child as awful. But to somebody who might know what the child is going through, he might just see a child that's really scared. And so there's these, like, I think as a society, we, we put a lot of our identity on the choices we make. And I've learned to detach myself from that and feel what's true and start operating from that space of like, okay, like, can I love myself, honor myself, forgive myself for even having the fear of being seen a certain way? Because I only wanted to protect myself. And by detaching that, by learning to love myself and forgive myself for showing up fully, I allow myself to be experienced fully for who I am and allow people to see the light and the shadow, allow and open up. And that truly, that's truly what builds real intimacy, right? Like I, I recently entered relationship with a beautiful woman and she has taught me so much about being seen and, and, and allowing myself to be seen fully because the more I feel safe in myself, the more I choose to follow that fear. Like you can see all of me, the closer we get, the more I open up about the things I'm afraid of to admit to my family, the closer we get, the more honest conversations I have with my business partners with like the closer we all get. And I think there's a true nature to really leaning in with vulnerability and allowing yourself to be seen while detaching yourself to the outcome you're trying to control, which is being seen a certain way. When you detach yourself from that and you just allow yourself to be seen, you give others a chance to truly love you and meet you where you are. And that then builds the confidence in you actually showing up more like that in every area of your life. That's so beautiful because I think often we feel that the opposite is going to happen. Like if we're more vulnerable, then it's going to, and we're more visible with the things that feel uncomfortable, that somehow kind of breaks the intimacy or or reduces the connection. But what what you're saying, it's actually the opposite. And the more you can be vulnerable and show up as what's really, what, what is true and what is really you, the deeper the connection you can forge with people, the more intimate you can become. I mean, I guess it depends on what you want out of your life too. I'm optimizing my life for the most fulfillment. I want the most connection. I want the most fulfillment. I want to feel alive. I want to taste my senses. I want to be connected to my body. Like I want, I want the richest experience of life I I can have. And to me, the only way we can have that is by truly allowing ourselves to be seen for who we are because God, it is exhausting to not be yourself. 
it is exhausting to be the idea of you. It is exhausting to put on a front. It's just exhausting. And, and I, and I think that the easiest thing in the world is just to allow yourself to be you and then allow others to love you for being you. But you can only do that if you love you for being you. Because if you don't love yourself, why would anyone else, right? Like in intimacy, especially in intimacy, if you don't love yourself, what gives anyone else the incentive to do the same? That's so powerful. And I feel as well, something that's coming up here is this notion that there's almost, there's this idea of you and then there's this real you. And it feels that sometimes the challenges come along to kind of chip away at what you think is you, this version of you, to allow you to let that stuff go so you can get closer and closer to actually what is your true essence? What is really, what is really there? Well, one of the practices, so Gina, she's, she's my girlfriend, amazing human being. And we have this practice of keeping the glass clean. It's a practice that we learned from one of our mentors, our relationship mentors. And the idea is simply to each week, look at each other and spend time keeping the glass clean, which means when we are afraid, instead of holding it and allowing the dirt to build up on either side of the glass, because if you have too much dirt build up on either side of the glass, one, you stop seeing the other person, but more importantly, you stop seeing yourself. So there's this idea of keeping the glass clean, which is truly just allowing yourself to be seen in your insecurities. Hey, I'm really insecure about this thing that you may have said. I'm, I'm really afraid to, uh, of this thing that we haven't explored yet. Hey, this is something I've been holding on to. I want to share it with you, but I'm really afraid that you might judge me. Those are the conversations that then allow you to just practice being seen. And, right, like then, and I'm choosing to use the container of a relationship to do that. And so is she. Right. But you don't need that. Like it's, it's, it's about having honest conversations with the people. And you can only learn what the conversation you need to have is when you listen to your heart. Like when you're connected to your heart, that's truly what, what do you need to see from there? Right. Like when you're connected to your heart, it's like, oh my gosh, like I'm really afraid to say this. I'm really afraid to admit this. I'm really afraid to, to play in this space. Well, there's a reason why you're feeling it in that moment. And if you keep it to yourself, you're going to start hiding from yourself because like you can't escape that. It's like it, it just gets stored. Like you're attaching to like you're truly then choosing to be a version of you, which is polished, perfect, put together instead of the real you. And that then becomes a facade that you have to keep up. And to me, most people do live that way. I've chosen I've chosen to not because I, the life I personally want to live and my goals, again, these are choices. Nobody has to do what I do. Like, this is why I love these reflection episodes because these are just things that are working for me. I am finding so much benefit in allowing others to see me for me because it's teaching myself that there are people out there that will love you for who you are, not what you do, not what you have, not the value you create in the world. Like it's, it's showing yourself, your inner self that like, no, you're just loved for your existence. That to me is one of the biggest gifts we can give ourselves because that's true freedom. And we can just operate from the fact that, wow, like we are unique beings. And when I'm operating from my heart and I'm being vulnerable and I'm being real, that's just who I am. And there are people in my life that love me for me. And that has been the biggest gift, like really, truly 
proving to myself that people love me for me, not because of what I do, not because of the value I create in the world, not because of how many people I help, not because of all of that's part of me, but people love the way I make them feel. People love how honest I am. People love my, me and all of it. And it's been really beautiful in the last month to give others an opportunity, give others a chance to actually love me for me by allowing myself to be seen fully. That's so beautiful. You mentioned earlier in the episode, this notion about the inner child and how the inner child sometimes has fears based on how they were raised and the environments they were in, that kind of thing. Yeah. Curious to know, how does, how does little Raj feel as a result of this being visible and being seen for who he really are? Well, I think your inner child is a child. It's almost like you're learning to reparent yourself. Like every act of like tender love to me, it's, that's what it is. Like when you're allowing yourself to be seen in your tenderness, that is your inner child allowing himself or herself to be seen fully. And I think that's what we all want as human beings. We want to feel seen and heard. We want to feel like that's it. Like that's the feeling. That's the ultimate feeling. Like that's I think I'm realizing the more, the more work I do on myself, like that's truly the thing that I've always wanted. It's just to feel seen and heard. And I want to feel like I matter. But how can you feel like you matter if you don't give others a chance to actually, like, you know, like, so like it's your inner child for me, for me, the more I allow myself to feel seen and my inner child, and it is building a relationship with my inner child. So like over time, my inner child has learned to trust my choices which is ultimately me learning to trust myself. I trust that me being seen fully for who I am, like I trust that I'm a good human being. I trust that I just trust that I am, I am me. And I, I think building that trust with myself is building that trust with my inner child is, has been a practice, but and it's something I continue to have to stretch and practice. Like I trust me for me. Oh, so beautiful because I, I totally, I totally with you, like this desire to be seen and heard for, for who you really are. And it's one thing to be seen as successful because you've done this and you've done that, you've done the other, but to be seen, like to feel seen because of your heart and your essence, the stuff that isn't conditional, that is a whole different level of, of being. It's a level of freedom. It's, it's a level of freedom, right? And I, and that's separate from, again, that's separate from achievement. That's evolution. Living integrated with the soul. Like the soul just wants to be seen and loved and experienced authentically. Like authenticity is spirituality in a lot of ways. Panash Desai um, is a wonderful mentor. We actually recorded a podcast about a year ago. He's, I, he said that once and I remember just really thinking about that. Like authenticity is spirituality. The more authentic you live, the more integrated you are with your soul you're the truth of your nature instead of the idea of who you need to be. And to me, when we're, when we're living from that space of being seen, like you truly are living the most authentic life. And that is what my soul certainly craves. And I think there's a human need to belong. Like we all want to belong. Like that need for belonging is very, very, very deeply rooted in our, in our evolution in our psychology. Since we were tribal society members, right? Like, so even that, like the idea of belonging and being seen, like it's so rooted in our DNA that I think people that only focus on the achievement aspect of life end up missing a giant 
aspect of fulfillment. That's why you'll see people with all the money in the world, but they're not happy because they're not, they don't have the other piece, which is the, the relationships, the connection to self, the, the, the other piece that allows them to feel connected. Cause that feeling is a feeling inside yourself. Like you have to see yourself fully and allow others to see you fully for who you are. And there's a piece of fulfillment that's attached to that. And, and I think that's why even myself, like I had, you know, I, I pursued success for a very long period of my life, you know, from the age of about 22 to like 20, I would say seven or eight, like I was really pursuing success. And then all of a sudden I, my 29th year, I chose authenticity to be something that I wanted to have in addition to success, because I realized that that was such an important part of the overall experience in life, which is having true, meaningful relationships. But that can only happen when you're authentic. It can only happen when you're real. It can only happen when you're, when you're seen, when you allow yourself to heal, when you, when you do a level of it's a different dedicated journey, if you would. The journey of success is one, which forces you to find who you are, but then the journey of having deeper, more fulfilling relationships, being more connected to your work, like that's a journey of you, like you evolving within yourself. It's like you prioritizing a different level of connection with life and yourself. And it takes a very different journey. And I think that to me has has really been um, and I'm just, it's so fresh for me right now. Cause like I said, I just ended my 29th year. So I've been reflecting on this a lot in addition to just a month, but really the shift from achievement to evolution and leaning. And sometimes achievement is a part of evolution. Cause I don't think I would have been able to have the awareness I have without really pursuing success in the way that I did and the need for success, which is different than the desire for success. The need to be successful is coming from a place of, if I'm not successful, I'm not loved. The desire to be successful is coming from a place of, wow, success creates so much, like it, it's, it's so much fun to create and serve and inspire and give back because the more resources I have, the more I can play. That's a very different energy, but I know that that's not why people love me. People love me because they love me. Success is just a byproduct of who I am. It is not the core idea so really separating myself from the choices, from the, from the things I'm actually doing, like, and, and really changing the story from achievement to evolution has allowed, I think, a much more intimate dance with life, which has just allowed a much more fulfilling experience. And it allows me to create the meaning that everything is happening for me, that it's like these wonderful journey. Like it's just, I, I feel more connected. And that to me has been a really powerful thing that I get to be aware of as I step into my thirties. The different you mentioned about achievement versus evolution. Can you can you give some more definition around how does evolution like differ from achievement, and then how does that guide your life in a different direction? I think evolution is about like expansion, but achievement is very like end goal focused. It's like if I have a certain amount of money in the bank. If I have this house, if I have this family with three kids, if I have this New York Times bestselling list, if I get that promotion, if I end up traveling to 30 countries, there's a level of achievement that's very mind focused, like their goals. And don't get me wrong. Achievement's awesome. I love having goals. I love having things I'm shooting towards. I love improvement. 
That's a very important part of life. I don't want to stop that. I think by evolution, I'm saying achievement is a part of evolution, but so is intimacy. To me, evolution is like entrepreneurship, success, and the pursuit of it is one way to evolve. Healing and having a beautiful, intimate relationship with your partner is another way to evolve. Choosing to find connection to your work and choosing to ask questions that allow you to really get clear on what is your unique gifts is another way to evolve. Doing things that terrify you, like asking the girl out, getting on the stage, um, demanding a promotion, allowing yourself to be seen fully. To me, evolution is the journey of love versus fear. Achievement is very like end goal focused. So to me, evolution is like whatever you're afraid of can be a part of your evolution. Achievement's more like a track. It's a path. It's a path to it. It's a very like, it's, it's a very linear while to me, evolution is ex- exponential and expansive. It like, it grows in every direction because like you are the common denominator in every part of your life, right? So like when you evolve in your relationship, you actually evolve in your work. It's not just like achievement where like, oh, I've achieved this level of success. Now I get to go work on my relationship and my, and the, my parenting and my health. Like, it's not like just a track. It's like, no, like me evolving is me, it's like the rising tide raising all the ships. So that's how I think about evolution. At least for me, it's just, it allows everything in my life to be a teacher. It allows everything in my life to be an experience that's, again, there for me to step into the highest levels of leadership within myself. I love this. It feels like it has a much broader focus that encompasses everything rather than being like, oh, I just want that. I want that. I want that. And I feel as well that as you're describing this with like the achievement led, I feel that's more of that the ego can identify what it wants to achieve. But maybe the soul is more about like the evolution piece because the soul has that much bigger perspective, which can encompass, encompass everything. So it feels much bigger. It feels much more spacious as you as you've explained what evolution is in your view in comparison to achievement. So thank you for doing that. Mm-hmm. Well, and like I said, like, I I like to approach life from a more holistic lens, right? Like, I don't think that there's just work Raj, and I don't think that there's just lover Raj. I don't think that there's just sun Raj. I think there's just Raj. And I think that it's the same for all of us, right? Like, I have found actually the way I show up in relationship is the way I show up in the world. And the more open, vulnerable, honest, communicative, forthright, expressive, um, the, the, the deeper I lean into, you know, just expanding in one area of life, it's a habit and a mindset that, that allows me to approach all the areas of my life is the same. Like, and that's the thing, like, there's no off switch for who you are. You just are right. Like, I think most people try to separate their lives. Like there's work life balance. No, there's just you and your life. You can try to separate it all, but then you are, I think, losing out on the opportunity to just expand in exponential ways. Yeah, you're right. It's, it's Sometimes it can feel easier to kind of comp- compartmentalize, but actually seeing you as a holistic being evolving in all different directions, but you are the thing at the center, that is a powerful perspective. I love that. So looking back over April, April 2021, if you had to pick a word that would kind of sum up your experiences and sum up this month, like what is the word you would pick? Faith. Do you want to say why? 
Really, that conversation I had with my father towards the end of the month just made me realize I have done so much personal work on myself. And one of the greatest gifts in my life has been able, is me being able to heal the relationship with my family. And I can look back on my life now and see all the hardships, all the struggles, all the choices I made to do journey work and go into myself and hire the coaches. And, you know, I was always just seeking more levels of, of wholeness within myself. And it's all, it's sometimes it is hard, like when you're going down the path of self-discovery and you're going down the path of healing and you're going down the path of learning to accept yourself fully and really be in that space. Like it's hard to see the benefits. It's hard to, it's not a tangible outcome. It's not like you loving yourself leads to you having more money directly. It's not like the timelines are all like on the time. It's not the timeline you want sometimes. And just for me to experience how close me and my family have gotten over the last really three or four months, ever since my grandmother, even now I can see it like my grandmother passing felt like such a tough experience at the time. And I've seen how much closer me and my family are as a result of us going through that together. And I know there's so many people in my life, especially with COVID and India, and like, it's just a really... It's, I mean, there's a lot of people that are having a lot of losses right now in India. Like I'm, I'm seeing, even in the hardest of times, I'm just seeing a lot of beauty and that gives me faith. Faith in the idea that like, even if things are breaking around me, like I'm, I'm, I'm alive, I'm breathing. I have my family. I'm, I'm loved. I love myself. I have my skills, my resources, my relationships. And, um, and there's just a lot of beauty to that. Um, so anyways, that's, that's where I'm at. And that's why I choose to, that's why I choose to believe that everything's happening for me. And I have faith in that because I've seen enough times in my life now that the things I thought were crazy, ridiculous experiences that are so hard have led me to having the things I didn't even know I wanted in my life, the things I didn't even know I deserved, the things I didn't even know I was capable of experiencing. And that is, uh, and, and that's been a really beautiful journey. And one last question. How did you stay grounded in April? Forgiveness, um, a consistent practice of forgiveness, forgiving myself for being hard on myself, forgiving myself for having unrealistic expectations of what I'm supposed to be or do or say or have, forgiving myself for feeling like I need to be like, that I need to have this macho, you know, it's just forgiving myself. And it's having a lot of tenderness and compassion for the human nature. Like we are all human beings and we're doing our best. And I, I just, you know, forgiving myself has been a really powerful anchor for me. It's just, and it's allowed me to have a lot of tender space and compassion inside of the journey of becoming and unbecoming that has, uh, that has helped me stay grounded and just remember the bigger picture that I'm just a human being trying to figure life out and shit, I am only 30. (laughs) So like, just be patient be patient, be loving, be compassionate. Just you're, you're, you're growing into who you are, Raj. And there's a beauty in that. So. Amazing. Thank you. Perfect. Yeah. Wow. What a month, what a conversation. And Georgina, I just want to thank you again for 
just guiding these conversations in such a beautiful way. Like I have pages of notes usually for my monthly reflections and it's always beautiful. Like I can always feel a theme that emerges when we converse like, and there's a simplicity to having so many things happen, but then us being able to navigate and find the common thread together. Um, and I'm just so grateful for your presence in my life. And I'm grateful that, you know, just to, just to have someone like you hold the space and, 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 and see what you see as, uh, as I'm navigating the questions and the deeper curiosities of what it means to be alive. So I'm just grateful. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. These conversations, I just love having them. I love seeing what we can extract, where we can go. I always pull something out that's in, empowering, inspiring for me. So thank you. Mm-hmm. But everybody, that is a wrap for this week's episode of Stay Grounded. I'm your host, Raj. This is your old friend, Georgina. And from us, stay grounded. We'll chat soon. Thanks for joining us today on this episode of Stay Grounded. I hope you found this interview helpful as you create your own ways to live an extraordinary life. For more resources and support, please visit www.rajjana.com forward slash stay grounded to join the official Stay Grounded Facebook group, a place where aspiring life enthusiasts can connect and ignite passion for life together. My hope is that the positivity, content, resources, and support in this group will resonate with you on a deeper level. That what you hear in our podcast, read in our thoughtful posts, or learn in our courses will empower you to live with intention, uncover true purpose, and challenge the internal dialogues that stop you from being who you really want to be in your life. Again, thanks so much for joining us. Stay grounded.